and um, big conference there. Can you guys hear me now? Is it a little better? Ryan, turn that up a little bit. See if they can hear me. Can you hear me now? I still can't hear it. Can you guys hear it? Um, and so what happened was I, I, uh, I was over in England, and I was, I was, we were at this conference, and it was like, it was like tons, it was so many people, and the altar was just packed with people, and I'm standing there, and I'm, and so it got over. I was feeling funny when it was over. I was in the back and with, and with the uh, other pastors and crap. And uh, we were kind of sitting there talking. It was about nine or ten of us. And I was kind of just sitting there. And, um, and I was listening to the conversation. And it was like, oh, you see how many people it was and blah. You know, and oh, I bet the offering. And, and I was like, oh, I don't feel right. So, I, so all the way I got home. And then I started to think. I'm like, Lord, I'm. I don't want to become a preacher who happens to love you. I want to love you, and then have you just tell me to preach. All right. You know what I'm saying, if I preach, that's fine. If I don't, so in other words, fast forward. I, I went into my pastor that time, and I quit. I, I said I can't do it no more. And I was the youth pastor at the church, and not only that, I, we had uh, uncle, auntie. You got me. I have a violent faith, and we mm -hmm. had that thing rolling. But I left it in good hands. I didn't. I didn't do it irresponsible. But I, I quit, and then I, I, I went, moved down to Carolina, left my family, and I went down there because I couldn't quit here. I needed to quit there because here I would have never been able to quit. And I remember down there, I, I got, it's like God gave me a laxative. That's nasty, I know, but, <laughs> and, and he flushed me out, and, he, and so it's like, why do you do this? And I only do this to be obedient, but I more do it to help people. Now, here's the beauty of it. I don't care if it's eight or 800. All right. You guys know I can go do big church right now. I, I turned down offers to do big church to stay here. And, and the reason why I do it is not because I love the weather. Uh-uh-uh. Not because I love Emily City. Uh-uh-uh. I can't stand 53. I really can't. But I stay here because of my love for you. And, and and I stay here because I'm, I'm obedient to God, and and um, I thank God that years ago He convinced me that I only do this to do His will, and I do this to help people, no matter how many people it is. And I'm telling, why am I telling you that? Because it keeps me encouraged. Amen. Amen. So whether it's eight or eight hundred. I know no other way to teach the Bible. Is that all right? Amen. So, Lord, I'm just giving you glory for getting all that out of my system years ago. Because if he didn't, I would be discouraged. Tell you why. I was thinking about, we're going to talk about offense today. And so, offense, when people talk about being offended, they always talk about how you have to forgive the person who offends you and all that. I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is what causes it, all right? And then how do you stop it from happening? And how do you make sure you don't offend anybody? Everybody say amen. Amen. So here's, and this just came to me a second ago when I was talking, and it's not my, but I said I would be discouraged because I would be offended. Because think about it, guys. 
I think a lot of people take this place for granted. I'm going to tell you why. If it wasn't here, where would you go? What church would you go to? So, so it's like, I'm not saying it's the greatest church in the world. And I'm sure not saying I'm the greatest preacher in the world. Help me, Lord. But what I'm saying is that sometimes if I didn't have the skill to deal with offense, I will always be sad. I will always be mad because people always offend me. Always. And the people offend you, too, don't they? Mm-hmm. And so people always offend me. And what offends me is that, man, um, guys... I put a lot of effort into talking to God about this, and I also try to walk this thing out, which becomes, so I won't be hypocritical telling you what to do, but I'm not doing it. And if you think about it, it's like, uh, do you guys take this place kind of for granted? Like it's going to always be here? Because, and, 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 and so if I didn't have this master skill of dealing with offense, I would be offended. And I'm saying this because I had to talk a pastor off of the ledge two days ago when he called and was like, man, we're, we're down to 250 people and we used to have 700 and something. Now we're down to 250 and I'm just sad and I don't think I need to do this anymore. And I'm like, what about the 250? Right. See, Lord, I thank you for getting that out of my system. Yes. So here it is. He's crying because he's got 250 people. I'm like, dude, I don't even think we got 100 people. And I still teach the Bible as best I can. Amen. I still Amen. try to love as hard as I can. And I still try to make sure that it's open every week. I still, I've never thought, wow, we got 28 people. I don't feel like doing it. That's right. But I'm thanking God he got that out of my system years ago. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So what happens when you get offended? It becomes a spirit of offense. It, 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 it's when somebody hurts you and you struggle to, to let it go. It's now it's a spirit on you. you. Somebody crushes you with something they might have said or something they might have did, and now you can't get rid of it. It's always on your mind. Now you don't even know if you like the person anymore. I mean, now you're risking a relationship that you have for a long time. You, you're willing to throw it away now because I got offended. People live, leave churches not because God leads them somewhere else. It's because they get offended. I can count how many times somebody left because God actually made them go somewhere else. But it's countless other times where, no, nah, you just got offended. Somebody hurt your feelings. Somebody uh, said something you didn't like. Somebody, you had, you had an expectation on someone that they didn't meet it. That's why people leave churches. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a truth teller. It gets me in trouble. Mm -hmm. They'll say, well, the Lord is calling us here. No, you just really got offended. <laughs> Somebody hurt your feelings, you know. What I mean? People have done us like that. Well, it's just well, no, you just really got offended. Mm -hmm. So here it is. Go. I'm not gonna lose no sleep. I mean, my my funeral will still be packed. When when someone leaves your life, just say if they leave, will anybody else be in my funeral? Yes, it'll be plenty of people there. Mm -hmm. And so that allows you to let people go. So it's like uh, so so people get offended and then they react off the offense, and, I, and I, I've, I've gotten in the middle of a lot of offenses. They drag me into it, and I go, you're willing to throw away 15 years of relationship off of one situation? See, it's the spirit of mm -hmm. offense. Not, you're not just offended. Now, the spirit of being offended is on you, mm -hmm. and you can't shake it. Mm -hmm. So I've been talking about, we're talking about relationships, right? So we, 
This is another part of relationships, right? Say right. Right. I'm going to wake up now. I'll, I'll go home. So <laughs> what causes offense? All right, everybody see that? Uh-huh. What's the first one? Unrealistic expectations on somebody. That's true. That means you have put some kind of expectation on them that they cannot meet. Mm-hmm. You ever call somebody and then, and, then they'll, and then they'll say, okay, I'll call you back, and they don't call? Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, uh, I, you said you were going to call me back. I never get offended. I'm going to tell you why. Because I've done people like that. But my brain is 58 years old. And it's like somebody will call, and I'll be like, okay, I'm doing this. I'll call you back. And then at midnight, I go, oh, I forgot to call. <laughs> oh, I got to call them back. But then it's like, but the person may be sitting at home going, he didn't call me back. Right. Or I'm, I'm nothing to him. I, this was important. I never got a call back. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you, see, we have to be careful putting these. And here's another unrealistic expectation, especially in relationship. It is your job to make me happy. Let me tell you something. That ain't real. That's right. And you know what? It is not your, the, your spouse or whoever you plan on getting married to or your friends, everything. it's not their job to make you happy. So when you put that expectation on them, they're going to fail. Everybody say amen to that. Yeah. It's unrealistic. <laughs> See, happiness is, 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 is flighty. It's, it comes and goes. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. So you're not going to, this person, you see what it, it goes into, the minute they don't, you're like, oh, I don't like this anymore. I don't want to be involved with this anymore. It's not my job to make you happy. Right. It's not your job to make me happy. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. It, so it's like unrealistic expectations get people in trouble. And it causes offenses. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Next one. Old wounds, meaning, man, the old boyfriend hurt you, so now the new boyfriend's going to pay for it. <laughs> Everybody say man, Come on now, you know I'm telling the truth. It's like what I went through before, I'm dragging that to my future and my present, and I'm taking it out on you because I'm measuring everything off of what happened to me before. Mm-hmm. That's, so, that's like me holding every white person responsible for slavery. Right. It don't make sense. So it's, it's, so it's like your old wounds would happen to you. Oh, it, your pastor did you wrong before, so I'm going to pay for it. If you, if you don't deal with your old wounds, you're going to always put it through the filter of what happened to you in the past. This is really good. And you're going to get offended. Some, some kind of way you're going to be offended. Right. So your old wounds have to heal. What's the next one? You just hold on to things too long. It's like, man, how long are you going to be upset about that? Mm-hmm. He didn't call me back. Then the next day, he didn't call me back. Then the next day, he didn't call me back. It's like, it's like how long are we going to hold on to, to, to... How much time do you give yourself to say, okay, that's enough? It's just, I'm just holding on this thing way too long. It's just... I, I got to figure out a way to let this go. Everybody, come on now. Come on. Amen. I'm going to add on to that a little bit. What's the next one? And then you're always assuming, always assuming negative intent, meaning somebody might have said something, and, it, it, and, and, and it's just taking it always negatively, never positive. 
do you know that criticism can be constructive? Right. Yes, it it can. can actually help us. And then someone who loves you sometimes might say something, <coughs> and it, you, it, you go, oh, man. See, cause, and it probably was just truth. <laughs> People hate the truth. And it's like, it was probably just something true, and then we go, oh, that just hurt me so bad, and, it, and you meant to hurt me. You, why, would, why would I? If, if someone loves you, why would they intentionally hurt you? And they've proven that they've loved you. Mm-hmm. It's been proven over years, but just one thing, you don't love me, I can't believe you said that to me. It's just that whole, it's always assuming that they meant to hurt you. It's, oh, you can't live that way. Because you'll never grow because, remember, you need somebody else sometime to get the speck out of your eye. Right. And if you always take it negatively, you're going to always, you're always be offended. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. <laughs> now, Switch it, double O. How do you, and I'm going to teach some Bible in a minute, how do you overcome offense? So how do you, how do you get over it? What's the first one? First of all, just say it hurt you. Mm-hmm. T- uh, growing up in the hood, where we grew up, you couldn't really show any weakness, or you'll get ran over. Mm-hmm. And, and when you grow up in the jungle, it's either eaten, eat or be eaten. There's no way around it. You, you can't show any weakness. You can't show any uh, 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 vulnerability. It's just not a good look. In the hood, it'll get you hurt. And so what I realized is that it created something inside of me. Huh? It, it, it created this false sense of I'm always all right. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to hurt me. Nobody's going to get on. Nobody's going to. Ah, nobody. It, it, and that's because the way I grew up, it, it, I it, 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 it stuck with me, and then when, when you really get hurt, you go, how do I, why do I feel like this? Mm-hmm. I, am I hurt? See, you never can get over hurt if you don't acknowledge it first. Right, so true. Acknowledge that, man, that really hurt. Mm-hmm. And then when you acknowledge the hurt, maybe you can gather yourself enough to go talk to the person peacefully mm-hmm. that hurt you. And when someone says, to, if someone came up to me and said, man, that really hurt me, I'm listening. Because my intent was never to hurt you. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. So acknowledge that you hurt. Next one. Don't be too quick to tell everybody else about it. Because if someone offends you, it's really between you and this person. Don't drag other people into it. Right, right. Unless you really have someone who's mature. Now, this is what I mean by mature. They're not going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to tell you what you need to hear. That's right. Because most people are going to tell you who really loves you and tell you what you need to hear. Don't, that doesn't make sense. You upset about that? You don't want to go to the person who goes, oh, yeah, see, always like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love how people, when they leave a situation, a job or a church or whatever, they find other people who's left and they get together and they talk about it. Yep, that job is not, I can't stand that place. And the people there aren't this, and the management there is, oh, I can't stand that church. The people there are like this. So you always go find the one who's in the same misery they are, they're in, because they're offended. So they go find people who are also offended. Right. And then they talk about it. Mm-hmm. 
So when someone's offended, just don't go running and telling everybody you got offended by them. It's between you and them. Figure out a way that you handle it with them. But if you do need to talk to somebody about it, make sure they're mature. Amen. That makes sense? Yes, it does. You guys think we're in the class. It's all right. Uh, the next one is just pray, man. Because you know what? God is really the only one who can really help you get past this. Right. Amen. When you understand your worth in him, you will never take your worth in other people. Amen. I told somebody this the other day. It, it was like, it was, they're, they're like, man, and then all their work comes from this relationship or it comes from these outer things, my kids and my, and I'm like, you're going to always be hurt. You're going to always be unsatisfied. You're going to always feel let down because people will always let you down. Your children will always let you down. Hallelujah, somebody. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to get your purpose, your worth, your self-respect from who created you. Right. Amen. I know who I am in, in God, so therefore when people say stuff that, that I, that's not true or might be true or they're just to try to, I, I, it doesn't matter. I don't get my worth from you. My work comes from above. My, my work comes from what God says I am. My work don't come. So, Lord, I have to pray at times when I get offended. One, that I just don't kill somebody. So I pray for myself. Everybody say amen. amen. And then I even pray for the other person to make sure the spirit of hatred and bitterness don't start moving in me where I really start hating them. Right, right. If I'm praying for you, I can't hate you. Right. All right, so pray. What's next one? Almost done with these. Walk through your forgiveness, meaning after you, after you say I'm hurt, after you acknowledge that, after you start to realize oh, I got to let this go, then you got to forgive them and you got to walk in it. Even though you have to forgive them like every 10 minutes, mm -hmm. you got to start to walk in your forgiveness. It's, it's, you, it's you taking them, putting them in a little sailboat and pushing it out in the water. Right. Got to let you go. I'm going to tell you why. What's the next one? Because they have too much power over you yes, if you don't do it. Amen. See, because this, you're sitting around thinking about what someone might have said or done to you for days on end, hours on end, and I guarantee you they're not thinking about you. Right. Some people offend you and they didn't even know they offended you. So they're really not spending no time thinking about you. And then you're sitting there all day. Oh, I can't believe they said that. Oh, that really hurt me. It's a lot of power. That's too much power. Yes. They got power over you because you're sitting around thinking about them and you're not thinking about nothing else and they're not thinking about you. I can guarantee it. Right. Don't give power to situations like that. Yeah. Go to Proverbs really quick. Proverbs 6. Let me read some Bible so you guys will think I'm holy. <laughs> Proverbs 6, 16. See you got it. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. He's saying, listen, the Lord hates these seven things. All right? Now, hate is a very strong word. All right? Mm -hmm. These are seven things that the Lord just really hates. Come on. Haughty eyes. He hates eyes. He hates a certain kind of eyes. Mm -hmm. He hates eyes that, that show pride. Right. Eyes that show that they're better than you. You know how people look down on you. Yeah. 
even better than you. He says he hates, he, God hate, that's really strong. Yeah, yeah, I hate it. I hate people who think they're better. Mm-hmm. People who think they're better always causes offenses. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the next one? A lying tongue. Oh, people who lie definitely offend you, don't they? Mm-hmm. It's like, man, people who just, who just flat out do not tell the truth. I've had people flat out just lie on me. And I'm like, wow, first of all, I'm glad I'm so popular. <laughs> See, because only popular people get talked about. <laughs> but it's like, man, I can't believe you lie like that. But, but you give no power. I don't think about it ever again after I realized that. But the guy says, don't worry. I hate people. Who, I hate tongues that lie. Yes. Everybody see that? Mm-hmm. What's the next one? Hands that shed innocent blood. I don't like people who just kill people innocently, not just with their hands, but also with their mouths. Right, you can right. kill somebody with your mouth, the Bible says. Yes, you can. God says, I hate that. I, I hate people just who haven't done anything and people kill them. Mm-hmm. Those people cause a lot of offenses. Everybody say amen, mm-hmm. but you got to make sure this isn't you too. Amen. Because you offended people. Yes. What's the next one? A heart that devises wicked schemes. So when someone's really devious, they're planning on ways to harm other people. Mm-hmm. By what they say, maybe by what they do, what, what, the, what the response may cause. So we have to be careful that we don't demise these schemes. How am I going to hurt this person? And trust me, people are going to do you like that, or they probably already have. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know how many times coworkers have probably said things about you and you weren't there. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you a secret. When someone's talking to you about everybody else, they talk about you too. That's right. That's don't true. ever think that. Don't ever think you're the only person they don't talk about. You know how you negative Nancy talks about everybody behind their back to you. She talks about you too. That's right. Come on, don't be silly. All right, all right. God says, I hate people who just de- they plan evil things to do, Auntie. Feet that are quick to rush into evil. Man, I hate people who are always looking quick to jump into something wrong. Feet that get them in trouble all the time. Feet that, that they quick to run to a situation that they know isn't right. God says, I hate, I hate eyes, I hate tongues, I hate hands, I hate hearts, I hate feet. <laughs> Auntie, what's next? A false witness who pours out lies and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. He said, listen, I witnesses in court who tell lies. God says, I hate that. So, Kenneth, don't fight. I'll take care of it. And then it's like anyone who causes family members to fight. So your uncle, who always starts in trouble at the picnics, you got to pray for him because uh, God don't like him. Mm-hmm. Everybody see that? Yes. No, Kenny, God loves everybody. I'm just reading the Bible. You see that? Well, it's not a Bible, but you know what I'm saying? That, that's, you see it right there. He says, I, I, don't li- I hate these things. People who stir up conflict all the time. And those usually the people who cause the most offense. But you got to make sure that's not you. Amen. God says, man, there's seven things that I hate. God, you don't hate. Yes, I do. I gave you that emotion to hate for a reason. So when you see, when you see unrighteousness and things being done wrong, not from your opinion, but for what I say, mm-hmm. when you see 
uh, 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 justice in the world not being done, and when you see people who can't defend themselves not being defended, I've given you this emotion called hatred. Because it's not right. Right. So God is saying, here's these things that aren't right. I hate these things. I hate these. I hate eyes, tongues, hands, hearts, feet, witnesses, and anybody who constantly stirs things up, stirs up stuff in the community, stirs up stuff. The little text means just breaks up families. But what they say, what they do. <laughs> Spirit of offense. These people are offensive. Don't give them power. Amen. That's right. All right. Matthew chapter 11, really quick. Matthew 11 and something. 11 and 1. Yes. After Jesus has finished instructing the, his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. Okay. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him. So here's John the Baptist in prison. Jesus is instructing his people. Jesus is getting ready to move out. John the Baptist is in prison right now. Mm -hmm. And John the Baptist goes, hey, I'm in prison. He sends some of his his uh, partners to go find Jesus and to ask him something. And look what they asked him. Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? John the Baptist is pretty much saying, hey, man, I'm in prison. Uh, are you who I thought you were? Hmm. Now, here's John the Baptist who knew who the Messiah was when he came up the road, and he says, I've come to pave the way. For, I'm not the one. I came to pave the way for the one. And he will change the world. Repent, the kingdom is at hand. He says, here he is right here. He's the same Jesus who, he says, I'm not worthy to wash your feet. I mean, I'm to baptize you. You should be baptizing me. Mm -hmm. And he's just, and, and, and he's just, he's just same Jesus who he heard, the, the, he saw the Holy Spirit come down on him like a dove. Mm -hmm. Same Jesus that heard God say, uh, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Same Jesus, but now John's circumstance has caused him to say, I know that's Jesus, but he's not looking out for me. I'm offended. Because mm -hmm. John the Baptist is saying, look at all I did for him. I was out in the wilderness, and I'm, I'm actually in prison because of what I did for him, and now he's not even worried about me. I'm offended. Mm-hmm. Everybody see that? Yes. Next verse, Auntie. Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. Uh -huh. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, yeah. the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed and to Jesus the poor. And Jesus goes, I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> go back and tell John. Everybody say amen now. Amen. Am I the one? Eyes are being opened, people are being raised and from the dead, and people are being healed, leprosy is being cleansed, people who can't talk are now talking, people who couldn't walk are now walking. I'm offended. Mm -hmm. You've offended me. So now we're, they're both offended. All right? Mm -hmm. Come on. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. Jesus says, listen. Blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied. That's what blessed means. The literal text says, is, is he who takes 
No offense at me. It's the, and, and, and finds no cause for stumbling in or through me and is not hindered from seeing the truth. He's saying, John, I know you're, you're in prison. I can't get to you. He, Jesus is saying, I, I, I know that, and I know, I know you're hurt right now, but you striking back at me, Jesus is like, I have to be bigger right now. All right. And then later he went on to say, John the Baptist is great. He, was, he has been the greatest of all time, is what Jesus pretty much said. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, he's, he, Jesus is, is, John is offended, Jesus gets offended, and then Jesus goes, man, John, don't get offended. Don't, don't get, I know you're in prison. And in fact, Jesus never got him out. You everybody know what happened to John the Baptist? He got his head cut off. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about doing something in the name of the Lord. <laughs> that's going to get my head cut off? I look at Christianity now and Christianity then. Christianity then might cost your life. Right. Christianity now costs you nothing. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, man, if someone says, you know what, all of you Christians, if you remain being Christian, you can get thrown to lions, beaten, crucified. Jesus wasn't the only one crucified. Right. You're going to be beheaded. And, and we stay Christian. Right. In this day and age, I think the numbers would dwindle down significantly. Mm-hmm. So here it is, two people who are, who are joined by God, they're now offended. And Jesus goes, okay, let me be bigger. John, don't be offended. Because every, am I the one? Everybody's seeing the response of me being the one. Mm -hmm. I know you can't see it, so go back and tell him everything that is going on. Jesus knew what he was really offended about. He was offended because he was in jail. Not because he was necessarily doubting. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was because he was believing why he even sent the message. He was saying, if I send this message, Jesus would get me out of here. All right. But he goes, no, I'm, I'm, Jesus goes, I know why he's really offended, but let me answer what he said. Do you see all the work that God is doing through me? I mean, I, I, tell him don't be offended. Yeah. Classic way on how to handle offense. When both people are offended, what do you do? Just stay offended? No, somebody's got to be bigger. Right, right. Somebody's got to speak truth to the matter. Even if, it's, even if it causes you to be sorry. Amen. It's quiet. You guys don't like that one. <laughs> Try this one. Psalm, Psalm, <laughs> Psalm 55, really quick, I got 17 minutes. Psalm 55 and 1. This is pretty deep. This is David. And uh, let me see if I can get through this. Come on, Auntie. Listen to my prayer, O oh God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear me and answer me. Here's David saying, Lord, here we go again. Please listen and answer me. And in verse 2, he says, let me speak to you and tell you what upsets me. Mm -hmm. Verse 3. Because of what my enemy is saying, because of the threats of the wicked, for they bring down suffering on me and assail me in their anger. He's like, man, because people are coming. My enemies are shouting at me. They're threatening me. They want to attack me. They bring troubles crashing down upon me. 
Verse 4. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have beset me. He says, my heart is pounding inside of me. I'm afraid to die. I'm trembling with fear. I am terrified. Verse 6 says, oh, I wish I had wings like a dove. I, I would fly out of here to find a place of rest. Yes. Verse 7, Auntie says, I would go far into the desert and I would stay there. Yes. I, I, I would run away if I could. You ever felt like that? Amen, yes. It's like it seems like, you know, everybody's, it's all crashing down on you and, 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 or, or something is going on and you're like so upset about it or so upset with that person and, and then it's caused this ripple effect and you're like, man, I just wish I could just go away. I just, I need to just get out of here. But you know you can't. David know he couldn't either because you got responsibilities and everything. But if you could, mm -hmm. you fly away. Yes, indeed. Never to be seen again. And he put, at the end of that, he puts Selah. Selah means think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. It means reflect for a minute. Yes. All right. Auntie, go to verse whatever's next. I will hurry to my place of shelter far from the tempest and storm. Mm -hmm. Lord, confuse the wicked. Confound their words. And he goes, I'm telling you how I feel. I'm telling you how I feel. He says, Lord, you know what? They're wicked. They're trying to get me. Lord, stop them. Confuse their words. They're, they're, they're saying stuff that, about you. They're, 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 they're spreading lies about you. Mm -hmm. He's saying, he's like, they're trying to get me. Confuse their words. Oh, David is so offended. Yes. He's got enemies, right? Right? Yes. Come on. For I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they prowl about on its walls. Malice and abuse are within it. Destructive forces are at work in the city. Threats and lies never leave its streets. I love this. Auntie, he says, day and night in every neighborhood, the city is filled with evil and trouble. There's so much crime in the streets. People who hurt and cheat others are everywhere. You know how when something's wrong, everything's wrong. Mm -hmm. When something's bothering you, when you're offended by something, everything else that offends you comes up in your heart. See, the spirit of offense now has come upon you. Mm -hmm. And now he's saying, man, the neighborhoods are bad. It's always all these bad people, crime everywhere. See, he's offended so much, and the spirit has rested upon him. Now all he sees is bad. I can't see anything. See, that's a lot of power to give somebody. Now, now it's got you thinking everything is negative. Everything is, is bad. Right. Your snowball is rolling down the hill, getting bigger and yeah. bigger. Verse 12 is very important. Auntie, read verse 12 for me. If an enemy were insulting me, I could endure he it. He said, if it were an enemy insulting me or offending me, I can bear it. Well, David, you just said it was an enemy. He said, if, my, if an enemy insults me, I can deal with that. I'm David. I fought a lot of battles. Yes. What's, here's the next verse, though. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide. He says, if it was my enemy attacking me, I could just hide. David, you said it was an enemy. Why are you double talking? Mm. You said you have enemies, and now you're saying that if it was an enemy, I'd deal with it. If it was an enemy after me, I'd just get away from them. Here's, here's the kick in the lower region. Go. But it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet he fellowship. Says, it is my friend who now hates me. The person who I used to go to church with. Mm-hmm. Got fellowship, we fellowship and we, we walked in the house of God 
and we walked through the, the, amongst the worshipers together. We were, we were brothers at one time. Mm. See, if my enemy was trying to attack me, I'll handle that. If it was my enemy trying to kill me, I can handle that. But man, my friend is doing this to me. That's major offense. Mm-hmm. It is so quiet in here. It is major offense when someone who loves you offends you. Mm-hmm. Because that's why he wanted to run away, because there's still part of you that loves them. You don't want to hurt them, but they've offended you, and now they're your enemy now. So if you were a normal enemy, I know what I would do to you, but you're not a normal enemy now. For some reason, you're offended by me, and now I'm offended by you, but I still can't pull the sword on you yet. So I'd rather just run away. Think about people who are in marriage and you're like, I can't just run away, but I'm so offended. Mm -hmm. Why are you so offended? Because that's the person in your heart you believe should never offend you. And what I'm saying is that's unrealistic. Amen. You'll lose. You'll lose. You can't expect someone to... Hold to that standard. They're not, they're not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. They're going to not make you happy. They're going to not say all the right things. They're going to say the things, something's wrong. They're, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna do it. So you have to deal with offense to make sure it doesn't become a spirit on you. Because you know deep down, without looking at everything negatively, it's not always negative. Deep down, would they really hurt you? Purposely. I've seen friendships thrown away. 15 years, you guys are going to throw it away over this? I had to get involved with a big money squabble at a church. They called me and wanted me to get involved with it. And, then, and I'm listening to it, and I'm going, hey, hold on, everybody, listen. Are you guys going to throw away 20 years of relationship over $5,000? You can't. Can't do that. Now you're all offended. Now you're questioning this person, and you've been with them for how many years? You're willing to throw it all away over this. Maybe I'm too loyal. Maybe, maybe I'm just. Maybe I. Maybe I. Maybe I, I think friendships are too valuable. Because I'm gonna be honest, I know a lot of people, but I don't have a lot of friends. Amen. Friendship to me is not a word you just throw out. Yeah, that's my friend. I had to teach Julian that. Julian, like, yeah, that's my friend. Yeah, that's my friend. Yeah, that's my friend. And I wouldn't get on him about it. And I'm like, Julian, they're not all your friends. Right, right. They will prove to you whose friends are. Now he gets it. Now Julian's got like three people he hangs out with. Who is it? A friend is your friend no matter what's going on, dude. Whether you're right or wrong. Right. Whether you hurt them or you don't, and they, they remain because they realize that this bond that we have is so important. So in, so in marriage, think about it. Please, you really should marry your best friend. All right. I'm going to be honest. Can I be vulnerable for a second? Mm-hmm. I didn't marry my best friend. I married a good friend, but not my best friend. And I really realize in marriage, you should, be, you should really marry your best friend. Amen. They should be 
everything in friendship. See, see, marriage is not a, a desire, a wanting, a, 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 a lust, and all that sprinkled with friendship. No, marriage is friendship sprinkled with all the rest of that stuff. All right, that's good. Because when you marry your best friend, then it's really you and him against the world, or it's you and her against the world. And it will always be knowing that I can't throw away. This, is, this relationship is so valuable. I saw this, this thing where this preacher said he, he was talking to this couple, and they, the couple came up, and the best man for the groom was a woman. And he says, wow, that's pretty cool. Your best man is a woman? And then he said, I thought about it and went, you probably should marry her. Hmm. See, because once all the gooey stuff goes away, once all the butterflies stop fluttering, <laughs> once all the little flitter in your stomach goes away, and hopefully it, it, it won't, and hopefully it'll keep coming back, because it's going to go away, but it'll come back. If you really are friends first, Amen. it will maintain you in the moments of trouble. It'll maintain you when this person has gained 25 pounds. It will, it will maintain you when he loses his hair. It will, it will maintain you when her butt starts to... <laughs> because the friendship is... See, we're basing it off of this connection that... Think about it. Adam and Eve, God, the first relationship God, God says, you know what, I, everything I made was great except for Adam. Mm -hmm. He says, I created the earth, it was great. Created all the animals, it was great. Created all the vegetation, it was great. Created all the seeds, it was great. He said, I created Adam. He goes, that ain't great. I never should have made Adam alone. All right. So what did he do? He gave him a best friend. Mm -hmm. He made the first connection that God ever made, the first relationship he ever made was not mother-daughter, was not son-father, it was husband wife mm -hmm. to do what tackle the world Amen. all right first relationship God made was a husband and wife and he says you got to be best friends all right <laughs> so I'd be vulnerable I ain't scared I married a very good friend but I didn't marry my best friend Don't judge me. Amen. I had a best friend at that time. It's still one of my best. I should. I, I should. I didn't marry a best friend. Let me get off of that next. Let death take my enemies by surprise. Uh -huh. Let them go down alive to the realm of the dead, for evil finds lodging among them. He says, "Man, Lord, you got to take care of them because they're really getting on my nerves." Let my enemies. Uh, take my enemies by surprise, Lord. You got you to straighten this out because as bad as I want to straighten this out myself, I can't do it because I'll be out of your will if I do it that way. Yes. See, because I really realized something, that I, a flaw that I have. I like to hurt people. I ain't talking about emotionally. I'm talking about physically. <laughs> I'm a thug, man. My first response is always scrap. If all else fails, let's just scrap. <laughs> I just don't mind a good scrap. Just don't hit me in my face. <laughs> don't mess up this nose. Look at that nose. Uh-uh. Hit -uh. my nose. I quit. The fight is over. <laughs> but then 
I also realized something else. I'm 58 years old. I ain't trying to fight nobody. Right. <laughs> and I don't want to be shooting everybody. I'm going to jail. So it's like, but my thing is I realized that I have a flaw and I go, God, you have to handle my enemy because if I handle it, it's not going to go good. And then I don't mind a good argument. I will argue you till, the, till you can't breathe. <laughs> and it's like, man, I can't do it. God, you're going to have to do See, that's giving it to Lord, you take care of this. This is now my enemy. You're going to have to handle it. Right. I won't handle it. All right, all right, come on. As for me, I call to God, and the Lord saves me. All right. Evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. Oh, man, I'm crying. Look at the power, though. David's really, he's really hurt. Yeah. Evening, morning, noon, night. It's, it's, it's upsetting me so bad. When somebody really hurts you, don't it just stay on your mind? Mm -hmm. You just stay thinking about it way too long. You go to sleep with it, you wake up with it, you eat dinner with it, you hold a conversation with somebody else, but you're still thinking about it. It's like, man, that's too much power. Gotta let that go. Everybody say amen to that. Come on. He rescues me unharmed from the battle waged against me, mm -hmm. even though many oppose me. Mm -hmm. God who is enthroned from of old, who does not change. He says, listen, man, I've been through a lot of battles before, and people have offended and hurt me before, and I got through that, I'll get through this. Whenever you go through something, reflect back and go, man, well, I got through that. He'll get me. It was painful, but I got through it. He'll get me through this. Mm-hmm. Don't think God all of a sudden is out of blessings or he can't, he, he's out of fixing your problems. I fixed one, I can't fix another one. No, he's going to keep fixing them. Yes. Everybody say amen to that amen. now. Come on. He will hear them and humble them because they have no fear of God. My he says, my, Auntie, my companions, this really bothers me. It says, this one who was once my friend now attacks his friend, me, He's breaking all his promises to me. Mm -hmm. Man, we, we, see, we've been together for a long time, and we've been had this relationship for a long time with this friendship. And man, you you promised me you always be with me. You prom, man. We had a we had a saying in the hood, huh? Listen, if we're gonna fight, we're all fighting. If we're gonna run, we're all running. But let's make up our mind what we're gonna do at the beginning. Right. Cause don't have me fighting and you running, or me and you gonna fight if I survive this. <laughs> I don't mind running. He who runs away lives to fight another day. <laughs> and if I'm just not going to witness, I'm out. Everybody say amen. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, hey, we're out. Right. But I'm not going to have you fighting and I'm running. Right. He said, man, my enemies, they made promises and they've broken these promises. I'm so hurt. David was, David was a great warrior. He could have easily just killed some of these people, but I can't kill my friends. My friend who now attacks me, who's broken all his promises. Verse 21, almost done. His talk is smooth as butter, yet war is in his heart. His words are more soothing than oil, yet they are drawn swords. Like, man, you start reflecting back on all the stuff you said, and oh, I thought you were this, and I, you told me this. And you, man, it was smooth as butter, and man, it was so slick, so slick all the time. David is feeling... For, for lack of a better word, he's feeling sold out. Right. All right? Mm -hmm. Only way you feel sold out is if you expect more from somebody. Right. 
and they don't, they don't do it. Mm-hmm. When it matters. Everybody say amen. Amen. Right? Come on now, you guys quiet. Almost done. I know you guys like, my underwear is so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I'm really trying to help. Come on. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. Yep. He will never let the righteous be shaken. He said, man, cast your cares on me. No, this is really big. No, nope, cast your cares on me. No, nope, this is one of my best friends. No, nope, cast your cares on me. And I'm going I'm to I'm take care of you. I'm not, I'm not going to let this one defeat you like I not, didn't let the other ones. Verse 23 says, but God, you will send those liars and murderers to the grave too early. They will die before uh, their life is half, is half finished. They'll, they, they, they won't make it in life. They really won't. Mm-hmm. As for me, I'll I, I put my trust in you. Yes, in the Lord. Yes. Wow, David, you had a lot going on. But I know how it is to have a friend sell you out. And I, and I know the offense that comes behind it. And I know what you have to do to get out of it. Because you don't want to walk around with it. Mm-hmm. I'm out of time. You guys want me to quit or can I read one more? Read, read one more. Read more. That's a rainy day. You guys got nowhere to go. <laughs> Proverbs 18 is my last one. 1817. This is, this is, I love this. It says, Auntie, go. In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right. Until it says, the first person to speak always seems right until someone comes and asks the right questions. Yes. Somebody who always quick, quick, they always try to convince you they're right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love, I love uh, 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 little kids who think they know everything. Because they go, oh, no, you don't understand. This happens like this. And you be sitting there, okay, but what happens when that happens? Well, <laughs> see, it's, it sounds really, you, you got it all together until somebody asks you the right question. And then you go, well, that's, okay, so that's not right. You think you know. Kids, I love kids who think they know. It's, and I love listening to them, really. Yeah, because that thing is black. Really. No, the water, I had somebody arguing with me, the water is blue. I mean, the water's not blue. The sky is blue. It reflects to the water. Oh, no. The water's blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. So when you run water out the sink, what color is it? Well, it's clear. Why isn't it blue? <laughs> uh, auntie, I got to move on. Come on. Casting the lot settled disputes and keep strong opponents apart. It's saying, listen, when two people who just won't buzz are stuck on something, maybe you should flip a coin or let something else decide it. Because nobody's budging. Right. <laughs> All right? Uh, are we going to go to Red Robin, me and Courtney, or are we going to go to Olive Garden? I don't want to go to Olive Garden. I don't want to go to Red Robin. <laughs> so what are we going to do? Sit here and look stupid? We're going to have to say, well, last one you picked. Come on now. Okay. I want to go to the movies. I want to see somebody get killed and kicked and shot. Well, I want to see someone in love. <laughs> How do you pick? You just pick the action. See, Mark Beth, slap him. <laughs> you go, what's going to happen is you're going to say, okay, well, I, we got to let something else decide. Who picked last time? You got to do something. Right. Somebody's got to give. I love that. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. 
Next one, verse 19. A brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. It says, an insulted brother is harder to win back than a city with strong walls. Arguments separate people like the strong bars of a palace gate. Mm. It's hard. Man, you got to really think before you still start off with the person who speaks quick, speaks the most, speaks first. Always right. You got to really be thinking because you got to understand something. Is this relationship really valuable to you? Then don't just blurt something out because it might be the thing that sends the other person off the edge. And then if that happens, man, it says, man, insult the person that loves you. It's hard to win back when you assault someone who they're not expecting you to say something like, or they're not expecting you to do that. It's like, man, that's hard to get back. Mm -hmm. I can't come back. It's like when some, when it's, it's like it's strong, it says it's stronger than a city with walls. And arguments just separate people and man, when you really love somebody, you're in the midst of this uncomfortable stretch of time. Don't it just bother you? It's, it's so uncomfortable. It's like, man, it's, it's like, oh, it's like it separated us like strong bars on a gate. It's like we're standing between this gate now. Can't get to you because we, we've argued. Mm -hmm. Somebody got to be bigger. Amen. Somebody got to not be offended or take the offense and put it through the right cycle to get out of it. Next verse. Almost done, I promise. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. Uh -huh. The tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue can speak life and the tongue can speak death. What you say can either build people up or it can kill them. Yes, it can. Only if they love you mm -hmm. and you love them. Somebody on the street comes up to me and say, uh, Kenan, you stink. I'll be like, first of all, this is very expensive cologne. I don't stink. <laughs> and, but, but second, <laughs> who are you? Who are you? To, I, are you serious? You a joke. I ain't got to spend. But let someone who loves you say, man, you stink. Now, oh, wait a minute. You're supposed to love me. I'm a little offended. Mm -hmm. If I say, man, come on now. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that one's way different. See, your tongue is... See, you can build people up with your, what you say, and you can kill people. Those who love to talk must be ready to accept what it brings. That's the rest of that verse. Yes. When you love to blurt stuff out, when you always got comments, I always got comments. I have to be really be careful what I say. Because I, I have to really reassure, you know I love you. Because mm -hmm. I always got comments. I, I got a big mouth. I'm <laughs> And I'm quick. It just comes out of nowhere. I'll be like, I didn't mean to say that. I really didn't. <laughs> and like I said, oh, we were in, uh, uh, we, me, Courtney, Julian, and, and this lady came in. She had a really big stomach. And, and Julian goes, oh, that lady's pregnant. Is that a baby? I'm like, nah, that's pizza, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, Lord, forgive me. She didn't hear me. But I'm saying that's just how my brain works. That ain't no baby. That's chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord, help me, help me, Lord. So when you when you when you a blurter, you you better be prepared. Watch what you say. Mm -hmm. Watch how you say it. I'm almost done. Right. Auntie twenty two. He who finds a wife finds what is good yeah. and receives favor from the Lord. That don't fit there. Here we're talking about being offended. We're talking about a brother insulted. 
We're talking about how the tongue, and he goes, and if you find a wife, you find, you, you, you find a good thing. If you find a wife who has the right qualities, mm -hmm. if, you find, if you find a wife who doesn't do the things we're just talking about, I'll, I'll expand it. If you find a husband who's not doing the things we're talking about. Mm -hmm. You got to remember, he's talking to his son here. So he's saying, he who finds a wife who functions under the, who knows how to watch her mouth, watch what she says. You'll find a good thing. And then it'll, it'll show that the Lord is happy with you because you found her. It didn't say if you, if you, uh, uh, force a wife. It says if you find one. See, a wife has to be a wife before you marry her. Amen. Mm -hmm. It's got to be, a person has had a quality of a husband or the quality of a wife before you marry them. Mm -hmm. They might not develop it afterwards because they weren't, maybe it wasn't one. See, if, if you find a wife and, and she was, accepts a husband, then he's got to be a husband before you marry him. He's got to have the husband qualities, meaning he has the right focus that you like. He has, he has the right determination that you like. He's not lazy. He's trying to make his way. You can see how he is with his, his family. And I, see, that, that determines how your family might be. Don't ignore the stuff. Everybody say, man, Amen. I know you don't like it. I know Amen. you don't like it, but it's true anyway. It's like, so what is she like? Is she, you got the same qualities, and God knows, please be going in the same direction about God. Amen. That's what the Bible means by unequally yoked. It doesn't mean different race. Right. It means that that's one who believes, and that's one who doesn't. You're going to have a hard time. Right. Because you're going to be serving God, and this person constantly going to be pulling against it. And it may cost everything. So you better, I'm going, that don't fit here. And it's like, yes, it does. <laughs> Next verse, almost done, two more. The poor plead for mercy, but the rich answer harshly. This says the poor, they're so polite when they ask you for help, but the rich, they're so rude when they answer. Verse 24, some friends are fun to be with. But a true friend, they can be better than a brother. Yes. And I think me and my brother are so tight, it's ridiculous. We're like pantyhose, too tight. That's how tight we are. <laughs> two sizes too small. Good times, Mark. Me and Mark, we're tighter than pantyhose, two sizes small. Now, here's the beauty of it. I don't talk to Mark every day. I don't talk to Mark once a week except we come here. I, he don't call me constantly. I don't call him constantly. But he's always in my prayer, always on my mind, and here's the thing. He's been proven I can turn my back on Mark and not worry about getting a knife in it. That's Bless right. You. That's right. You know, I just finally found out why people say bless you when someone sneezes. That's another story for another time. Because <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm like, why do people say bless you when you sneeze? But, but it's like, so, so I, what I'm saying is, it's like, okay, so here it is. A, a friend, me and my brother are so tight, but it says a friend can be tighter than that. 
Now my brother is across the country and we're still tight. Mm-hmm. So my mom was going, well, if we leave, what are you going to have? What am I going to have? I'm going to have Mike, Mark, Kimberly. My, I got family still here. I ain't worried about you suckers. <laughs> you was down in Detroit anyway. It wasn't like you was coming to see me every weekend. <laughs> I got my kids. I got my grandkids. And I got this crazy little group of people who I'm fond of, and they're fond of me. Amen. We'll be okay. I'm, I got Maryland. I got, I got, what are you talking about? I'm good. I got Sandy. Well, okay. Uh, Mom, I'm not going to California. <laughs> Unless they give me a lot of money. You know, <laughs> Come on, huh? So, so think about it. But thanks for being patient. I wanted to finish that. Why are you offended? We want to be bigger. We want to be larger. We don't want to function in the world of offense. That's right. I've been offended so much that I'm a master at not being offended. And, and then realizing that, you know, you know what offends you. You know what does. And, man, when I keep all that in my, in my, in my thought process, man, it just helps my life to be a little easier because... I'm always thinking, I'm, I'm, yes, emotions are, are supposed to be there. God gave them to us. But you also have to infuse it with logic, being logical, and knowledge. Meaning you got to step back away from it, your emotional, throw some logic into it. And then, and then all the information you have, all the knowledge you really have about it, you got to mix that in it too so you don't go off the deep end and then you allow. It's okay to be offended but you don't want the spirit of offense to rest upon you. It's different. You're going to get offended, but then I don't want the spirit that comes after that to be following me around everywhere I go. I wake up with it. I go to sleep with it. I want us to be bigger. It doesn't mean you get ran over and people treat you like crap. It just means that you look at the world a certain way and you handle it a certain way. You look at relationships a certain way and you handle them a certain way. Because you know what? If every time I walk in here, I could be offended. Because it's like, man, guys, I've invested everything into this thing. What, what, you know, I know it's summertime. I know people got places to go. But it's like some people right now are just at home. Some people really got stuff to go. And I totally get that. See, I throw logic into it so I don't get bent out of shape and offended and I won't call my pastor friend going I'm getting ready to quit the people don't care they don't even come and I'm like dude 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 I don't have 250 people that come to my church and I'm still preaching why do we do this and if God wants it different he'll make it different there's nothing me and you can do about it if God, if God says enough, then it'll be enough. If God says go, then I'll have to go. If God, so my thing is we can't, we can't determine that. So our job is just to be obedient, not get offended, and keep doing what we're called to do until God tells us to do something else. I'm a master of not being offended. 
and then part of me don't care anyways. So let me pray for you. Lord, help them, Lord.